Hi everybody, welcome to episode 38 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, what is travel photography? I'm your host Rick and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help you and I with our photography and no more. I'm a professionally qualified photographer based in England with a lifetime of photographic experience which I share with you on my podcast. Yes, I'm on episode 38 and I'm still having to read that out. That's not good. Anyway, this is a good one. One of my favourite things. So what is travel photography? As the emails continue to appear on my iPad. Travel photography is the art of capturing all aspects of a place to inspire others to go there. Travel photography captures and conveys the physical location, landscape, people and culture. Travel photography educates people not able to visit a location by providing interesting and informative photographs that convey what a place is really like. Travel photography should make you want to be in that place. This is what travel photography is to me. Okay, all my own words there. I did have a look on Google, see how people define travel photography, and um, mine's better, (laughs) even if I do say so myself. Anyway, travel photography is one of my favourite genres of photography, so I'm excited to talk about this in my podcast. What is travel photography used for? As ever, I've missed the one from the beginning of that, so let's try that again. One, what is travel photography used for? As with landscape photography... All sorts of publications and websites use travel photography. It's potentially anywhere you look. I mean, any photo you've seen on any holiday brochure, any travel magazines or anything about travel, really, that's travel photography. Travel photography images are also used a lot in stock. There's a big, big demand these days for travel images. And if you go on Instagram, places like that, spoiler, I'll get onto that later, you will see endless, wonderful travel photography. I've failed two minutes 30 seconds in and I failed to say travel photography quite a concern anyway let's move on what is the difference between landscape photography and travel photography now then this is one of those I had to think about for a bit landscape photography is about capturing the physical environment of a place I'm using the word place because there's lots of other words you can use but I'm trying to keep it simple and uh, to the point so place works for me so why not landscape photography is about capturing the physical environment of a place Travel photography is about capturing that plus the whole and the, <laughs> the whole and start of a place. Should I try that one again? Travel photography is about capturing that, as in the physical environment, but also the soul and heart of a place, as I said before. Excellent travel photography makes you want to be there. That is the difference for me. Why do I love travel photography? Well, I've written in my notes here. Yes, believe it or not, I do have notes. I just do. Is that a good enough answer? Of course it's not. Well, travel photography combines two of my favourite things, which are travel and photography. One of my favourite things to do on holiday is to get up early and photograph and video the sunrise. I do this on on every holiday, not every morning. A couple of mornings in a two-week holiday is fine. And what this has done, it's got me out and, and I witness things that quite often... There's nobody else there, it's just me watching that sunrise. Now, if I wasn't into my photography, I wouldn't see these things. It's given me things to see on holiday that others don't see. It also gets me out and about exploring too, rather than going to the the obvious tourist locations in a place. I um, hire a car, drive off into the middle of nowhere, park up somewhere and go and wander. Very rarely do I see other people on my own travels. Seem a bit... No, I'm not alone. I just... I'm comfortable with my own space. So travel photography gives me freedom and exploration and a reason to do it. 
Don't tell anybody else, but an excuse as well. Who do I take travel photos for? Just me. Well, not strictly true. I have some other websites. Yes, more websites. More on this later. Can you make a living from travel photography? Uh, You can, and you could probably make a very good living from travel photography. But I would imagine it's a very, very competitive space. Such a broad space. So many people doing it, um, as you'll see on Instagram. The endless, endless scrolling of amazing travel photographs. It's quite incredible, really. Five. Do you need... That's five twice. That should be six, shouldn't it? Excuse me. Six. Yeah, the last one was five, by the way. Do you need specialist knowledge? No, you do not. Anyone can do this. Knowledge will help you. Knowledge of taking photos, processing, the outdoors, travel locations, bit of research to find the place that you need to look at. But more importantly, in my book, the um, I'm struggling here, aren't I? The um, determination to find new places, as in get off the beaten track, find new things, photograph new things. Seven. Sorry, I'll keep up now. Do you need specialist gear? No. You do not. Anyone can do this. I would recommend a lightweight camera. I use a Micro Four Thirds camera for my travel photography. And it's fantastic. It's an Olympus EM5 Mach 2. And no, I'm not being paid to say that. I port it and I love it. And that's what I use for travel. Another thing I would say, you don't need specialist gear necessarily, but the right camera bag will make a massive difference. I use a backpack for my camera, which is also my hand luggage, funnily enough. Again, not being paid to say this. It's Peak Design Everyday Backpack. Had it for a few years. Love it. How do you process landscape photos? With freedom and creativity. Do what you want to do. That's something I love doing is having the freedom. Like I said before, I love doing my commercial photography work, but when I get the chance to just process photos for myself in Lightroom, not Photoshop, don't really like that. Don't tell anyone. It's just great. It's liberating. It's freedom. Do what you want. I'm sure I've said this before, but I'll say it again. No harm in it. I get a technically correct photo of something first, and then I will, I might not always, but sometimes I will go and do something different, something a bit funkier, have a play, but I get the good photo first. Number nine, how do I start as a travel photographer? (laughs) Go out and take photos. This can be where you live as well. Now, when we think about travel photography, or maybe it's just me, I think about that as being me being abroad. But if you think about it, if I took some photos on my local beach, that's travel photography because not everybody lives where I do. So what's not travel photography? Travel photography, easy for me to say to me, work with somebody else. Travel photography can include where you are. Nothing wrong with that. But as I've said before, try to take different things. Don't do the same as everybody else. Find your own little techniques, compositions and photograph things from different viewpoints and also share them everywhere. Get yourself known, get your photos out there into that that mad world of Instagram and Pinterest and all these other social media places of inspiration. Do I need to be qualified or do you need to be qualified depending how you look at this? No, you do not. I do not. Number 11. That was 10. Number 11. A word from me about my travel photography. Well, as it happens, I have two travel photography websites. One of them is called Photos of Santorini, and it's photosofsantorini.com, which is quite literally a travel photography website where I write about the photos that I took on this wonderful Greek island. I also have paxostravelguide.com. This is more of a travel guide than a photography guide, and I haven't even managed to add all my photos yet, which is a shame. Another job to put on the list. But there you go. That's two travel websites that I have already created. So as you can see, this is something that, well, I don't just love doing it. I have done it and done it a lot. And I also have lots of photos from lots of fantastic locations, which I'm very grateful for. Okay, quick recap. My one-line summary. Great (laughs) Great travel photography makes you want to be there. That is it for me. What do I want you to do now? Number one, do this one thing. 
go out and take some travel photos. Try to convey the meaning of a place in one photo. Number two, let me know how you get on on Twitter at Rick Photo. Share a photo if you want. I'd love to see them. Number three, subscribe to my podcast if you enjoyed this episode. Not looking good this one, is it? But I'm trying. This helps me. Number four, rate and review my podcast. Again, only if you enjoyed this episode. This also helps me. Number five, tell someone you know about my podcast. This also helps me very much. Okay, next episode. I'm going to learn to speak before the next episode. Well, I'm going to try to. Street photography. Now, I don't know much about street photography. I don't really know what it means. I tend to have dismissed it. Wrongly, I've dismissed it. So um, I'm going to do some work on this one, which I'm going to do right after I finish recording this. And then we'll see what I find out and see what I learn. And I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Thank you very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. Check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find out all about me and my architectural and construction photography work, as well as my blog, where you can learn lots more about photography. Also, my other websites, photosofsantorini.com and paxostravelguide.com. Also, check out the Photography Explained podcast website, photographyexplainedpodcast.com, where you can find out how to ask me a question, find a list of episodes, and also things I'm going to explain in future episodes. This episode was brought to you by a very nice cheese and pickle sandwich and a bag of cheese and onion crisps. That's meant to be the power of. Missed that bit. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 12 minutes of your valuable time. I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.